What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with an amazing real estate wholesaler, investor, and educator. He knows how to go out, find great deals, and sometimes keep them for himself, sometimes wholesale, and we talked about that, as well as his 40-day challenge where he went to a brand new area, brand new city with $1,000 and challenged himself to make $40,000 of net profit in just 40 days. Welcome to the show, Zach Booth. What's up, Zach? How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, particularly about this 40-day challenge you did. You know, it's kind of like your take on undercover billionaire. You go to a new city, you bring what? What'd you say? Like a thousand bucks you started with? Yeah, I got a thousand bucks. I'm not as cool as as, uh, Glenn Stearns, you know, undercover billionaire. (laughs) I, you know, housing was covered. Uh, I had a a car, a smartphone and and my house. Um, I didn't want to sleep in my truck and clean toilets, you know, but I, but I did only get a thousand bucks to spend on starting up what I was doing. Um, yeah, that was, that was a thousand bucks. That's all I got. And the goal, the goal was 40 grand to make 40 grand in 40 days, right? Cause that's, that's 40, like the, yeah, that's the and median I chose, income of America. Yeah. It was the average American income. Plus it was, it sounded sexy, right? 40 and 40. So <laughs> it's good. Well, marketing. that's a really cool idea. Bef- and, and we're definitely going to talk about that. See mm-hmm. if, you know, talk about if you pulled it off or not. But before we do that. Give people a little bit of your background. Like, what were you doing before that 40-day challenge? You know, who are you? All that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so um, professionally, uh, I started actually as a window cleaner. So growing up, I worked. I did all sorts of different jobs. Uh, You know, it was kind of a requirement uh, for my family. I started working at 11 years old. Um, by the time, you know, I worked for the family lawn mowing business. And then when I was 15, I started working for other people. You know, I finished carpentry, framed houses, all sorts of stuff. And then at 17, uh, well, actually at 16 years old, my dad said, well, you're a man now. You take care of yourself financially. You get 200 bucks a year for clothing. We'll pay for housing and food. The rest is on you. Hmm. Um, it wouldn't even co-sign a loan to buy a truck. Um, you know, if I drove the vehicle I had to start mileage and end mileage and pay pay him money for the gas like he was very methodical about the way he raised me and so at 17 I was like okay I got to quit trading time for money because I don't have enough time I got to go to school I want to play high school basketball I have all these things that I want um, and six seven bucks an hour just wasn't cutting it and so I started my first business started a window cleaning business at 17 uh, grew that for a decade and then from there uh, I got sick of that and then some, and I, I ended up getting into real estate investing. Uh, I bought a couple rentals and then I had all these barriers to keep me from being successful. So then I learned that you could get into real estate with none of your own money. Maybe you guys have all heard of that. And I thought it was a scam and a sham and all that in the beginning. I didn't think it was legitimate um, until I met a guy who was washing his windows. His name was Stan and mm-hmm. uh, a wealthy real estate developer. And I was like, man, if I could just get two rentals this year, but I got all these obstacles, the banks won't give me loans. He's like, oh, that's convenient. I got these two rentals I don't want to deal with. Here you go. Right. And he handed me these two amazing properties with like for like a couple thousand dollars down. Um, And I ended up selling them to the tenants like a year later and I made over a hundred thousand dollars profit. 
And when that happened, I was like, wow, this dude knew 10 times more than me. He was educating me on how to do this stuff. He was, um, he just didn't want to deal with the hassles. He just wanted it gone. He's like my property manager quit, you know, bailed on me four months ago. The real estate agent I have wants me to clean them out and get the tenants out and all that stuff. I don't want to work with the agent. I just want to be done with them. And I was like, wow, like everything that I've been hearing people talk about on the podcast, like that there are people that don't want to work with a real estate agent. They just want to be done. They just want an investor. I thought that was, you know, BS, but it happened. It's legitimate. Like as I had hope, I had belief now. So then I was like, well, let's take this serious. I started listening to podcasts, ultimately found a coach, uh, Tom Kroll, uh, who changed my life, dude. And, uh, and so I took that path of being in the business of finding discounted deals. Um, ultimately, because I wanted rentals. I wanted to build that long-term wealth. But, but the best part of what I discovered is I could only, I could cherry pick the best of them, right? Keep the best mm -hmm. ones. And the other ones I could pass on for an assignment fee. I'd get lump sums of cash, tens of thousands of dollars just by selling the piece of paper. None of my own money, none of my, no risk, none of that. It was incredible. And so like that was kind of the path that, that I went professionally to. And then I ultimately accidentally <laughs> became a coach and decided to do this 40 day challenge to help people. So. Now I'm guessing part of the motivation of this 40 day challenge is because you probably get a lot of comments from people to see your content on social media or maybe even people that want to coach with you about, you know, it's easy for you to, to, to say that Zach, you've got all this money, right? Or you've got all this experience and you know that market. Uh, so was that, was that part of the motivation to kind of prove to them that you can go into a, a new market with not much resources and still have success if you implement certain things? A hundred percent. Like yeah. I, I, I totally believe though that if someone's going to be successful, they have to have a massive amount of confidence that they will be. Because mm. if they don't have that belief and confidence in themselves, they won't give a hundred percent. Like they're not going to like roll up their sleeves and work their butts off because they have this like inner feeling like, Hey, this is all a waste of time anyways. Why am I going to try? So they, they give a half hearted effort and they get those kinds of results you expect. Not very good. And then they don't get good results. And they're like, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. And they spiral downwards and they don't find success. But the opposite's true. If they start with a massive amount of belief, they give a massive amount of effort. And because of that confidence and belief, they spiral upwards. And I believe that I was given a gift. It was an accident. It was a gift of God. It, it was something, right, where I met Stan and I got those two, oper those two properties. And, dude, I was a believer because I saw it happen. You know, I was a major skeptic myself. I thought all coaches were BS and they just sold it because they couldn't do it themselves. And so um, I, I, I really had no intentions of ever being a coach. Like, I didn't know that that's where it would lead me. Um, I, I can kind of explain why so it makes sense. Um, at the end of 2018, I had made about a half a million dollars doing what I teach, right? Finding discounted properties and selling them for an assignment fee. And, uh, my mentor, Tom Kroll, that taught me how to do it. He had me speak on stage, uh, you know, kind of share my success, exactly what I was doing. I had started finding all my deals through a process called driving for dollars. And he wanted me to explain step-by-step -step what I was doing to help his, his people. He really cares about his students. He loves his students. And so I got on stage and I shared it. There was like a couple hundred people. And I said, if you guys have any more questions, you know, here's my email. I had like 170 emails. <laughs> it's like, oh crap, what have I done? 
So I had all these people asking me like, can you help me, blah, blah, blah. And I was so busy with my own business, I didn't really have any intention to do so. But at the end of that, uh, I, I met a guy there that became a friend and he invited me to do a self-help journal called Living Your Best Year Ever. And in the book, it, it it's a journal, but the first hundred pages kind of a book and it talks about who you have to be, what you have to do to accomplish your goals. And then it helps you create three big goals. One of my goals is I wanted to generate a million dollars the next year. But it, what it said is I had to give away whatever I wanted to receive. So if I wanted love, I give love. If I want money, I give money. So the way I interpreted it is I had to give away a million bucks if I wanted a million. And I was like, well, I don't have a million bucks. How am I supposed to do that? Plus, I'm trying to make it, not give it away. And, you know, also I kind of like, it's like, well, if I give a million bucks, it's not going to help anybody. It's actually going to hurt people, right? Because they, they, they're not going to be stewards of the money. It, you know, people who win the lottery, they file bankruptcy, Right. They're right. worse off because of it than than. And so I had like this inner turmoil, but I wanted to do something It kind of sounded amazing. So I went to my wife I was like, how do we give away a million bucks? Um, and she told me it was actually her idea. She's like, why don't you teach what we'll put a half a million dollars in our pockets and changed our lives? Why don't you teach that? So I went to my coach, Tom, and I was like, Tom, like. Uh, I want to find 10 students and I want to put an average of $100,000 in each of their pockets. Can you teach me how to coach? Can you help me do that and serve some people? And he said, that's the greatest idea ever. Let's do it. He said, first rule of thumb with coaching, they will not take you serious and implement unless they make an investment. So you have to mm. charge them money. And the way this is going to work, everything they pay you, you're going to pay me. And I'm going to teach you how to change their lives. So I, I really was teaching for free. Everything that I received, I gave it to a coach to make me better at teaching. So I never planned to make money as a coach. It was never a goal. And um, my very first student, Michael McLeish, a year and a half later, texted me, I've now made over a million dollars from what you taught me. Right? I mean, it's my first student. Uh, my second, no, he was my third student, Scott Dallinger. He made 113 grand on his first deal. Right? My students mm. had explosive success. But the most beautiful part of all this was I found my calling, I found my purpose, right? Like I found so much fulfillment in it, I wanted to do it forever. Um, it was really cool because exactly what the book said would happen, happened. I did $1.2 million in my real estate wholesaling business. You know, even though I was spending so much time with my students, my business exploded and it was partly because the more I taught, the more I realized how many holes I had in my own business and all the mistakes that I was making. So it kind of brings me back to like, why did I do this challenge? Well, I became obsessed with getting people results. I became obsessed with like, what's keeping people from making money? What's keeping my students from having success? And I realized the number one thing that holds people back from success is that belief, that mindset, mm. that belief that they can do it because they see someone like me and they're like, well, you're wealthy. Well, you have a team. Well, you know what you're doing. Well, you, you know, you're not a single mom. You're, and it's true. I can't, I can't speak to those things. And so, um, you know, I, I made it a requirement. If I coach someone, they have to share their success story on my podcast because their story will relate and give belief to someone else where my story can't, cause I'm not a single mom, you know? And so I, I wanted to make sure that that was the first obstacle that, that I conquered for people was that fear and, and lack of belief in themselves. So that's, that's why I did the 40 day challenge. That's ultimately why I did it is I wanted to give that gift of confidence and belief that I was given by Stan. Hold that thought for a second. Did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, go to my Instagram account. It's the Dan Lesniak and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities 
for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at ddanlesniak and send me a direct message. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And I, I think the, 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 the pro, I think a lot of people do struggle with thinking it's real, thinking that it can happen for them. Yeah. Um, and, and some of it's knowledge and understanding and education. And, and some of it is that confidence. So, um, obviously through the coaching, you can give them the knowledge, the education, sure. like, and, and, and people need that. Like they don't have that around real estate. They don't teach it in school. Like I can't tell you how many people on my Instagram or TikTok when I, I'll, I'll post like a, a property deal I do. And like, you know, they kind of all sarcastically comment like, oh, step one, get a million bucks. And it's like, like they don't know that you can get loans, right? They don't know that there's low down payment loans. They don't know that there's loans ba not based on your income, right? So there's like all these things people don't know. And then they just assume that you have to be wealthy to do it. So you, you have to give them the education. You have to give them the confidence. And I think the cool thing about your challenge is you you kind of eliminate people's, I guess, excuses or, you know, their ability to just say like, Zach did this because he's already crushing it. Right. Or, you yeah. know, you, you kind of eliminate that. You start with a thousand bucks, a market you don't know, uh, walk us through how that the challenge actually played out. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Great question. So, uh, I believe that, that, there's a couple things that have to happen, right? If you want to do what's called wholesaling or, you know, finding a discounted deal and, and passing it on for a fee, you know, first, yes, you have to get discounted opportunities. You have to get, uh, properties at a massive discount, right? That's part of it. But once you get a discounted property, who are you going to sell it to, right? Who's going to do the deal? So you have to start with a buyer's list. So when I hit the ground, I had to get buyers, people that would buy my discounted deals. I also needed a title company. I also needed to make sure that I had the right kind of paperwork and contracts and attorneys. So I had to find an attorney who I ended up using for a probate deal as well. So I had to like get all these things lined up. Um, and so it was kind of madness because the middle of the day I was dealing with that kind of stuff while I was cold calling, I had to go, it was, it was a lot, right? And y'all can watch it for free. I mean, it's free content. Um, but those were the first foundational pieces, buyer's list and, and, uh, title company and that's that kind of thing. So what I first did is I, I, I could have, you know, one by one reached out to potential investors and went to the RIA meetings and, you know, found people, but I wanted to build a list extremely fast. So the way I did it is I got on Facebook groups, um, looked up, you know, Tam I was in Tampa. So I was like Tampa real estate groups, Tampa REI association groups, and just started like searching Facebook groups for key terms. So every Facebook group, you can search key terms. So I searched like wholesale deal, um, offer cash. Like I just started looking for certain key terms and looked at all the posts. And I quickly identified who are the people that are actually putting out deals. Mm. And then I uh, got their phone numbers, uh, sent DMs. I, I figured out how to get phone numbers. Once I got a hold of one of them, I asked for the other phone numbers. Most of the wholesalers are connected. But I got multiple wholesalers' phone numbers, and I called them, and my script was, hey, do you want to build, you know, do you want more cash buyers? 99% um, of the time, they're going to say yes, because more cash buyers equals bigger deals when they push out a deal. 
And they'd be like, great, yeah, I want more. I'm like, oh, great, I'd like to get you some more. Um, what I'm doing is I'm doing a trade. I've got some and I've got some more people that, that want to trade as well. You know, would you trade if, if we could really like beef up your list, even double your list? They'd be like, yeah, I'd consider that. How does it work? It's like, well, what I'll do is once I, I want to make sure I can really blow up your list. Um, so how many do you have? Be like 2,000. Okay, well, great, 2,000. If you're willing to trade, let me come back to you when I know that I'm, I can 100% get you more. So don't send me anything yet. We'll be in touch. So then I go to the next dude and be like, hey, Bob, the wholesaler said he's on board to trade. We got 2,000. Would you be willing to trade? I'm going to call a bunch of other people. I want to build up your list. And I just went one by one. Once I got everyone on board, I say, okay, everyone email me your list and I'll email it back. Um, I build an email list of like 11,000 people for all of Central Florida. So every real estate investor friendly agent, hmm. every every real estate flipper, hard money lender, <coughs> you name it, I had it on that email list. Um, a few phone calls is all it took. Um, and then so I had my cash buyers list, title companies, all that stuff lined up. And then I had to go find discounted deals. So what I do is driving for dollars. So all of my, you know, my podcast, my YouTube, my uh, TikTok, all of my social media content is branded driving for dollars mastery because that's how I personally find all my discounted deals, right? And if you guys don't know what that is, is we drive around and we look for ugly houses, right? Why do we look for ugly houses? Well, we're trying to find someone that wants speed and convenience over, over, over price. We want to find someone that wants a pawn shop for their house, right? Because 99% of the sellers out there, they want a real estate agent. They want to squeeze out as much as possible. You know, it's fine. They should. And I, and that's what I'm trying to find is like, do you want to sell? If yes, now it's like, okay, how do you want to sell it? Do you want to sell it as is cash done quickly, make a little less, but convenience, or do you want to work with an agent, squeeze out as much as you can, right? That's the qualifying question. So for me to find that very, very small percentage of sellers, I got to find people that have a property. It's a thorn in their side, right? These kinds of people maybe inherited the house and it's a problem and they got problematic siblings, you know, and like one of them's living in the house and there might be legal issues between them and they're fighting over stuff. And one of them's a freeloader and it's a problem, right? Or mom was a hoarder and they inherited the property and it's just overwhelming and there's a ton of damage or the house is just in really bad shape and they don't know what to do with it. Right. And it won't even qualify for traditional loans right? For, for a first time home buyer kind of thing. Um, or, or they just don't want to work with an agent. They just want to be done fast, right? They don't care about the money. Tired landlords is another big one. So we're trying to find these people. And when someone has a house, that's a thorn in their side. They don't take care of general maintenance. Right. And so we're driving around looking for neglected houses. Once we find those houses, um, you guys can see what I'm doing exactly on the 40 day challenge, but I download an app called deal machine. It's really cool. It's like a Google maps image. I'm driving through the neighborhoods and I'm literally just touching the houses on the phone, uploading all the information on an Excel spreadsheet. And then I go cold call and see if they want to sell. So like day four, you see me call and I get a hold of three people that turned into five contracts. Yeah. Five contracts on day wow. four. Yeah, <laughs> I signed three contracts on day four with one seller, and then I got a hold of two other people that turned into contracts. But like it was, you know, it was a lot of work. It, it's it's actually not that sexy, right? Like I'm not in a certain, like suit and tie doing these big deals. I'm just an average Joe running around in a in a crappy little car with my smartphone. Like it, it's not the most complicated process once you learn it and understand it. But it. it it changed my life, you know, from, from window cleaner, barely being able to take care of my family to this. It's been, it's been quite the, uh, quite the experience for sure. 
So what did those contracts materialize into, you know, in terms of your, your, your net profit during, during this challenge? Yeah. So ultimately how it broke down, um, as far as the results I got, uh, I actually only got 30 of the 40 days. I had to finish the last 10 days in Brazil. My family got COVID. Mm -hmm. They were in Brazil and they got COVID and I had to go go rescue them. So I got stuck in Brazil for like a month after that challenge with my family with COVID. But those first 30 days and the 10 days in that I was in Brazil, I was kind of doing things virtually, but I ended up getting seven total contracts. Two of the contracts I had to cancel. I was under contract too high. There were some foundation issues and things I didn't catch when I first walked the house, I had to cancel the contracts. Uh, I actually kept two as rentals. <laughs> they were such good deals. I couldn't help myself. Um, mm -hmm. I bought them for like 500 or sorry, 55,000 each. And they re they had currently had tenants for like 850 bucks a month. And, uh, I could have easily turned around and sold them immediately for about $110 or sorry, $110,000. Right. So, wow. yeah. So I made about 110,000 in equity plus cash flows. Fantastic deal. Couldn't help myself, but I did exactly what I promised, which is to at least make the $40,000. So three of the seven contracts, I actually sold the contracts, none of my own money, no debt, no risk. Uh, the first contract I sold for 10,000. The second contract I sold for 30,000 and the, the last contract that I sold, I sold for 53,000. So overall I made $93,000 in profits just selling the purchase contracts. Plus I picked up two, two rentals for about 110,000 of my own cash that I had saved up. So, Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips? for free from my best selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent. If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. Wow. Um... That, that's just a powerful story for so many reasons. I mean, you, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like you, you more than doubled the goal of 40 K you pick up two deals that will, you know, easily had another hundred thousand of, of equity in them. And now they're going to give you massive cash flow. And yeah, I think it's it's just a great example to people that if you have the education and the belief, you can go out and do this. Like, there's nothing special about, you know, the market you went to or or, or even me, how you did it or you. Yeah, yeah. like you, it's you like just, you just had the confidence and you knew what to do. Yeah, people like it's funny. Like people might hear my podcast or my YouTube and share and like listen to me share my my real estate knowledge and they're like, oh wow, he's so put together. But if you saw me on the street, dude, like. I'm in flip-flops and I'm, I'm no one special. I drive a Prius, right? Like I, I'm not fancy. I'm not flashy. And I know that that's different from a lot of the, the influencers, you know, and I, I don't really do this to like show off or show how cool I am. I really don't think that I'm anything super unique. You know, I didn't grow up with money. I don't, I, I have a hard time retaining information. I have a really hard time spelling. Like it's so embarrassing for me to send an email. Like I have a lot of things, like, you know, I was a very average student, but I had a desire to take care of my family in a way that I was not, you know, that I wanted to when I was a window cleaner. And I remember I couldn't even pay the bills for my son. 
um, when he was born, I remember kind of hating myself and feeling like a loser and a failure. And I wanted something more for my family. It wasn't enough for me. And it wasn't because I wanted to show the world that I was better, but it's because I love my kids and I love my wife and I wanted something more for them. You know, I could live in a van down by a river. I'm a major outdoorsman. I literally could go sleep in a tent 200 days of the year and be as happy as could be, right? Like I, I don't, I don't need things, but I wanted to give a better life. And I found so much fulfillment in helping other people that now I'm kind of out there and, and doing these kinds of things. And so, you know, I think that's important to know because you guys need to believe that I'm no one special, you know, and Tom Kroll, my mentor, like I love him to death, but he was no one special either. You know, he had like these yellow polos and these orange polos and he says, easy peasy, lemon squeezy kind of guy. You know, he drives around in a golf cart in Florida, you know, he's just the, the, the happiest guy ever. He, he's retired from coaching. He doesn't do it anymore, but he changed my life because he wanted to help people. And, and I, and I need you guys to understand that there are a lot of coaches out there that, yeah, they blow smoke and they, you know, they're, they're in it to charge you money and they don't necessarily care if you're successful or not, but, um, but y'all can do it right. Like, don't let that, that one coach or those, those people that kind of put a bad taste in your mouth, keep you from believing in yourself and providing the kind of life for your family that you'd like. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's great advice. I think the story the challenge is super powerful. So people need to go check that out and, you know, listen to your podcast and look at your social media on that. Uh, before we wrap up, I always like to end with a hyper fast round. If you are ready for some rapid fire Q and a, let's do it. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to new real estate investor? Um, first identify your goal. Like what niche do you want to do wholesaling? Do you want to do multifamily investing? Find out what your niche is and then find a coach. The coach needs to be someone that oh. is doing it themselves actively, consistently getting results for other people and someone that you like and trust. So that would be my advice. All right. So what's the biggest mistake you see experienced real estate agents making? Um, I think that learning something that makes sense for them and not understanding that there's more ways to make money, right? Stopping that education. They go and they like may learn just how to work retail, but they don't, there's so many that know very little about investing in the investing side and networking with investors, right? Like for example, wholesalers, we produce a ton of leads and in at least half of them or more are best for a real estate agent that we can pass on to them. So you need to realize like understanding the investing side, even if you don't want to be a part of it, it'll put way more money in your pockets overall. What's the biggest challenge you've had in real estate and how did you overcome it? I would say the belief, right? Definitely the mm -hmm. belief that, that I could do it, that, that it's legitimate. And I overcame it because I met Stan, like I mentioned in the story. So I don't know if it was necessarily my intelligence that overcame it. It was, I believe it was a gift. What's one thing you're doing in your business now that you were not doing a year ago? Um, You know, my, my investing business has, has been pretty steady for a few years now. Um, but my, my coaching business is definitely where I spend a lot of my time. Um, one of the big things that I can say I'm, I'm focusing on more so now is, is trying to help uh, leaders and focusing on, on coaching more leaders. So that's something that's been a major focus of mine right now. 
All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? <sighs> Probably doing what I'm doing, coaching. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zach, this has been amazing. I love your story, especially the challenge. If people want to connect with you or learn more about you or what you're doing, how do they do that? Yeah, y'all can slip in my DMs on any of my social media platforms. Um, but if y'all want to catch the 40 day challenge, I have a quick link. It's dfdmastery.com. You got to do the forward slash 40 and 40 uh, to get access or you can just catch it on my YouTube channel. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Zach, and sharing your inspiring story. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with other people that you think can learn from what Zach has taught us and the stories that he's inspired us with. Uh, so please go ahead, share the episode. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.